This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It's Thursday, February 10th. And you know, Mark, I was said that that February 10th, February 10th, I couldn't figure out why was it. I think it might be my ex-husband's birthday. It was either the 9th or the 10th. Is it good news that I can't remember which it was? Usually you remember these things. I know. I think it was, maybe it was the 9th. Now I'm confused. I'm not sure. Anyway, I would wish him a happy birthday, but I really don't care to. I'm supposed to be neutral. I don't want there to be happiness and I don't want there to be grief. I'm neutral. I'm absolutely neutral. That's very diplomatic of you. Thank you very much. I just know that it must fry his onions because he lives in Philadelphia to hear my voice on the radio and on TV. And I'm sure that people must say to him like, oh, isn't that your ex? I think that that's enough that I can inflict pain in him for just that few moments of anxiety that that creates. Sounds like quite the uh, pardon of the ways you guys have. Oh, yeah, it was great. It's really it's great to have a, um, a relationship conclude after a year with your wife saying to you, "Uh oh, I think I'm gay. That's not a great way to end it. So um, on the other hand, it was not great that he outed me to the entire universe before I was really ready to come out. So we have we both have our bones of contention. I will say that. Okay. I will very much cop to that. Well, it was not my greatest day and months, but you know, it was a year, a month and a day, which is the name of the novel or the autobiography that I have yet to write. There's a lot of meaning behind that one. Oh yeah. Uh, All right. So Mark, uh, it's uh, February 10th. We are kind of rolling into, uh, oh my God, I cannot wait. When is that long weekend? When's that coming up? I just can't wait for these days where it's like, we have a day off. Uh, President's Day is the 21st. So we've got another, oof, got another ways to go on that. But we got a whole week next week. Oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. What are you doing? No, we don't go crazy. I'll just, you know, some flowers. She likes her, she likes her hydrangeas. So that'll be my, my get. All right. Hey, if you've got an idea for Valentine's Day, let me tell you one thing I've learned. Never go out to dinner on Valentine's Day. And since it's a Monday, who don't do it anyway. It's like, I call it amateur hour. You have to pay up for no reason. Make it something. Do something, but don't do dinner. That's the worst. You would think that's common sense. It's like, don't go out on New Year's Eve. Don't go out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Common sense, isn't it? Yeah. I guess not. I guess not. You know what's so funny? Um, I was talking to somebody who's in the New York City theater world. She was saying, you know, the the weekend where there was like the big, huge blizzard, ticket sales, you got to love New Yorkers. Anyone from New York City knows. It's like, hey, there's eight or 10 inches of snow on the ground. There must be a ton of cancellations. Ticket sales to Broadway shows on that Saturday, the worst day, soared. 
It was so great. I'm like, yeah, that's right, New York. We know where that we we know that you dum dums are not coming in from the burbs because you're scared of the snow, or maybe you're stranded. Okay, maybe you're being safe. We'll take those tickets. Thank you very much. We're going to see Hamilton. It was great. I love that story. Speaking of snow, what was the snow total out east? Uh, there was a, two feet and sometimes more, basically east of Islip, Long Island. And so it will be interesting for me to return to my home and see um, what I find. I, I'll find out tomorrow. I'll find out tomorrow what what <laughs> what lies ahead, whether I can get into my driveway or not. Oh uh, all right. Now, talking about people who live in the burbs, this is exciting. We have someone joining us here on the Eye on Money program who's going to talk about her financial life. If you, too, would like to join us, you can just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and you will be connected with us because Mark will make it all happen. Today, we are joined by Samantha. She lives in the burbs of New York City. Samantha, how much snow did you guys get? Um, I think we got about a foot. It was enough to go slutty, which was great. Oh, that's nice. Yes. It reminds me of my childhood, and I love seeing the look of joy on my child's face when she goes slutty. It's just magical. That's so great. Oh, that's nice. Well, so what brings you to our airwaves today? So I have a question about making a non-deductible contribution to an IRA. First of all, let's start first. That's your question. It's, you know, non-deductible IRA, but you know I'm going to make you do this. So tell us about yourself. My husband and I are both 41 mm-hmm. and we have a four-year-old okay. and we both work. We bring in about 400000 combined. The working rich of the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> Poor you guys. It must be, I will say, you know, if you hear $400,000 anywhere else in, uh, maybe if you hear 400000 in New York, the Bay Area, Boston, and D.C., it's like, I know what that feels like. You're like in the heart of, they don't know which suburb you're in, I do, which is like, you know people who make so much more than you do, right? Yes, absolutely. Is it weird or is it okay? It's okay, I think, because our daughter hasn't gone to school yet. Um, mm. to, you know, into the school system. But once she goes and she starts going to the rich people's homes, I, th- I think it's you, going to hit us. <laughs> maybe you should have moved into a poorer suburb. Have you <laughs> ever thought you about that? then you wouldn't have the good schools. You wouldn't have the good schools. I know. That's the crux of it, though. That's okay. So you make 400 grand together. You both work. Um, you put money into your retirement accounts. So, okay. So here's where it gets weird. So my mm. husband is covered by a retirement account at work. He mm-hmm. has a Roth 401k, which he maxes. Okay. And he has an HOA, HSA, which he maxes. And his employer puts in 10 grand into his 401k in addition. Ooh. That's nice. And then for me, I work at a very small firm and we don't have a retirement plan. At what? Work. Yeah. There's no, there's never been a retirement plan. And I've worked there for like 15 years. Oy vey. Okay. <laughs> it's so easy to do. Is this a for or profit or a non-for-profit? It's a for-profit. That's weird. Yeah. How many people work there? Uh, right now, two. You and the owner? No. It's So we had an owner and he was retired and that's, you know, he was collecting social security. And I think that's why he never set up a 401k for us. And he has passed away. And so it's being managed from afar. 
um, with two employees, paid employees. I have so many things that th- so many so many responses to this that are not nice. Do you like this job? I mean, you've been there oh, for fifteen I love this years. Job. You this love job it. Is great. Yes. Yes, I love my job. What do you gain by being an employee? In lieu of getting, you know, like contributions to my retirement account, I get paid a very large cash bonus. Mm. And that has been squirreled away for many, many years. And so I feel like that is the trade-off. I have financial freedom, I feel like, through this job because I've been able to put this money away in a brokerage account. Okay, fair enough. You said you've been squirreling away money in this account. So let's go through some of the numbers here. So you've got how much money in that brokerage account? We have $900,000 in that brokerage account. Oh, baby. And when you said a bonus, that is included in the four hundred that you gave yes. as a total, Tom. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Where's the brokerage account held? Schwab. Okay, good. And you guys are managing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, husband's 401k. Tell me that. His is his 401k is at Fidelity. It's a Roth. Yeah. Um, how much is in there? A hundred grand. And is then- there an, an, an old retirement account somewhere floating around? Yep. So he has a rollover IRA. We've rolled it over into Schwab, an IRA for him. Uh-huh. And there's 100000 in there. No, I'm sorry. There's 73000 in that IRA for him. Mm-hmm. And he also has a Roth with 84000 in it. And then I have retirement, my IRA accounts, I have a traditional IRA with $100,000 in it. And I have mm-hmm. a Roth with 80000 in it. Great. So question for you. I presume because you have no 401k, do you also, does that mean you get your health benefits through your husband because he's doing the HSA? Everything is going through his job, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Any money for four-year-old daughter in the old newyorksaves.com? We have not done that. I've been on the fence about it um, and I've been giving it some thought because I knew you were going to ask me about it, why we haven't done this yet. Um, And I think, you know, my husband and I both had to kind of make do find our own way through college. And so he went through the California state education system and paid his own way. Mm-hmm. And I am Canadian. So I went to school in Canada, great tuition over there. And so that's always been in the back of our minds that, you know, maybe she would also go to Canada or something like that. Whatever. Oh my God, Mark, this is <laughs> second time. Yeah. Um, did you hear our show about, do you listen to both of our podcasts? Yes. Yes. Did you hear the show with a guy who's like, I don't know if I should move to Canada. Canada, Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that wild? Yes. So you're like, basically screw the kid. Essentially. That's your, that is what you, you're, she'll be fine. You're going to, she's going to go to no. a fancy public high school. <laughs> it's going to give her some help. And whatever, you'll help her if you had to, or you would, or whatever, but you're not going to make a special 529 designated account, right? Well, I think you and Mark have turned my opinion on this, and we are we have decided to start contributing $10,000 to her 529 beginning this year. That is the right move. Mark, I knew you were going to chime in on this, because Mark, explain why the 529 in New York is such a good one. Well, first of all, it's an awesome plan. It's completely run by Vanguard. They got great investment options. It's super cheap. And then you guys, as a married couple, get up to a $10,000 deduction off of your state income tax. Mm -hmm. So why not? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I like it also, I must say. And odds are she's not going to go to school in Canada. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she wants to go to California <laughs> like her dad, or she wants to go to NYU or Columbia. It's going to cost a lot of money. Wait a minute. Even if she goes to SUNY Binghamton or SUNY Albany, it's still going to cost a lot of money. Right, right. So I, I would do it. I mean, that's, I, I would not want to like throw that on my kid. Hey, figure this out. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Samantha, another couple of questions for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us a little bit about your insurances. Do you have life insurance? Yes. So I have about, a, it's just under a million term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a question about that actually. And okay. What's your question? So I don't like, I don't like paying for insurance for life insurance. I think it's a waste Aww. of money. Well, I, I know why we have it, right? I, I get why we have it. <laughs> but Do you like paying for auto insurance? My husband takes care of that. So I don't see the bill. <laughs> But I want to die. I want to make this worthwhile. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, my question is, and my husband has his insurance. We got a beefed up policy through his employment. A Um, term policy. Yes, a term policy. And how much does he have? 1.1 million, I think. And it's portable through work? Meaning if he leaves, can he take it with him? I don't know about that part. You better find out. Okay. I was just planning on getting another one when he Mm -hmm. moves. It starts to get, you know, you are getting into your 40s yes. and uh, it gets more expensive. So okay. I'm, I presume, I don't know, does he work at a big company? Yes. It's probably a portable policy, which means you can bring it with you if you leave. Okay. So you've got a life insurance, a term policy. What's the term? How many years are left on it? Probably about 21. I think I got a 25 year policy when she was okay. born. Yeah. And it's a level term. It just stays the same premium every year, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. Okay. Pinky swear, ready? Okay. If in 15 years you don't die, you can get rid of the policy. That's what I, that was my question. You read my mind. Yep. You you know, but you got to get her through and we got to see what happens and we got to make sure that nothing bad happens to either of you. But if you drop dead in the next 15 years, it's not going to be good. So don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. How much are you paying for it? Uh, it's not a lot. 50 bucks a month. Something. Come, like that. On, Come on, you cheapskate. Come on. <laughs> stop with your complaining. $50 a month. You probably spend more on coffee. I would still keep it in 15 years for 50 bucks a month. I would okay. too. But, you know, maybe her uh, husband, she will want to give him a reason to uh, knock her off or something. You know, uh, you got a lot of money, by the way. I'm just going to say that uh, you have accumulated a good chunk of money. Right, Mark? Aren't they in great shape? Uh, so far, so good. You know, just get that 529 going, but yeah. All right. So let's just, I just want to quickly just run through the numbers. So it looks to me, I'm leaving the retirement. So the retirement account has one, 
this is 250, 350. There's like four ish, four over 400,000 in total retirement assets. The fact that you don't have a retirement account for yourself, I mean, the brokerage having 900 grand in there, it's gorgeous. Um, I think the 529 is also kind of good for you because it's a real tax efficient way to invest, right? I mean, there is no tax due on all of the money that accumulates, presuming it is used for higher ed. And actually, you can even use it now for private high school, but you're not going to do that because you're paying those high property taxes. So I think that it's a great idea to use that. Now, Mark, let's talk about the non-deductible IRA for Samantha. What do you think? Uh, Versus just what? Throwing it into the brokerage? Yeah. I I personally would just keep doing the brokerage. That's what I'm thinking. I'm sort of feeling like the brokerage is working for you. I think that even the extra money, frankly, just using the 529 plus the brokerage is probably perfect for you. How are those estate documents all set? Oh, yeah. Our, our estate documents are, are all in good shape. Um, we got them done a couple years ago. Great. Any other big financial issues that are bubbling up? We didn't ask you about your house. You own your home. How much is it worth? We own our home. It's a co-op. It's it's uh, worth about six fifty. We owe about four fifty on it. The mortgage rate is like two point nine nine, something like that. Okay, so you've got this co-op. Is it big enough, or is there any change that's going to happen in this in the house? Well, I guess I I should have told you about this part. I think that we want to move to California. In what? Like- How could you drop this on me now? Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) Let me just see how far we are here. We are now how many? We are 20 minutes into this recording. And now you're telling me about California? (laughs) What the deal? All right. What are we going to do in California? You just love high tax states. You're going to go from New York to California, back to Connecticut, right? I mean- And the 529 plan is not great over there. I I did some research on it. Well, then you better use the New York while you're still here. When are you going to move to California? I think in maybe five or six years, we'd like to move there. And, you know, I I think we're we're thinking of something like a a fine, a new endeavor kind of thing moving out there. And um, that's why we like the flexibility of this money that we have in this brokerage account. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So Northern or Southern California, what are we thinking? I think Southern California. It's wintertime right now. So of course we want to go someplace warm. Right. When there are fires and mudslides, you're going to be like, well, maybe we'll stay in New York. This is an operational plan. It's not like a definite. It's like, oh, we're, it's like in the background. You're not going to make any extra payments on your 2.99% loan. You're going to make sure that I guess what I would say is this, the, you know, it's going to be tough for you to replicate housing. It's going to be tough in California. That's all right. It's going to be as tough as you are now. But if you want to live in a good school district as well in California, what would your opportunity be? Like, would you, wouldn't you have to, like, let's say you were doing this right now. Could you find a place in California for 600 or $700,000 where it's in a decent school system or not? I don't think so. I think that we would look to rent if we moved out there. Ah, interesting. Mark, what are you thinking about this? Once she said the fine movement, then yeah, definitely I would not do the non-deductible IRA. Yeah. You just want to keep all that money liquid yeah. or accessible. Yeah. 
it's going to be interesting to see how this how this goes. That's all I can say. I would love it for you to have a new endeavor or a next endeavor. Obviously, if it's five or six years, you're still in your 40s, you're still going to need health insurance, you know, like all those things. You promise me you're going to stay in touch so we can walk you through this when you're really ready to, to do this for real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Mark, what else do we need to know from from Samantha before we let her go back to the bliss of the suburbs? <laughs> the bliss of the suburbs and the snow and going to California. Yeah, there's no way that kid's going to want to go from California up to Canada for college. I mean, if you're going to do Canada, you better do that now. This is your time. Once you go to California, I think that's right. We have a very dear friend of ours who grew up in Queens and she moved to the Bay Area. She moved to like Palo Alto. So I sent her a picture of the dogs in the snow this past weekend. And Robin writes back, miss the pups, not the snow. <laughs> I would miss it. I would miss the snow. No, I, no. I love I loved the four seasons. New York, New York City during a good snowfall is just magical. Yeah, it's a mess the next day, but I would miss it. I know. I would miss it too. All right. Anything else, Samantha, that we need to know of you? Well, could I just ask a follow-up on this IRAs that we have? Sure. We've already been contributing, making the non-deductible contributions for a few years. So there is some non-deductible money in there. It's mixed in with the regular contributions. And I know what the basis is for it, but is there any way to backdoor it into a Roth or is that not possible? Because Mark, I'm letting you take lead on this. It's just messy. It's not impossible, but it's not something I would recommend that you do on your own. You really want to get some assistance, maybe from where it's held. Uh, it can be done, but it's just messy because now you bring in the whole pro rata rule. You can't just separate. Like you can't say, oh, this is my non-deductible and this is my deductible and just say those are separate. It's, it's not how it works. They're going to look at the whole thing as one big pie. Okay. Okay. Hey, if you, like Samantha, want to walk through what's going on in your financial life, we'd love to hear from you. Eye on Money, this is the place where we answer these kinds of questions and we talk about your big plans and we try to help you figure out your, your financial independence and next or new endeavor. And we just ask you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. And while you're there, please sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Mark, how are we doing with um, newsletter signups now? We've definitely gotten a handful over the last few weeks. All right. So I'm going to keep asking. Sorry, guys. If you know what, if everyone just subscribes to our newsletter, I'll shut up about it. And that's how it'll happen. But not until we get a number. And I have a number in my head. You just need to know that I promise I'll stop talking about it as soon as all of you sign up for it. So again, just go to jillonmoney.com. And there's a little blue box in the top right-hand corner that says, contact us. Wherever you are, that button will be there. So let us know. We really would appreciate that. You can follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to follow our sister broadcast, Jill on Money. And that's every single day. But Mark's not on it yet. Yet. Do you hear that, Mark? No. I heard. I, you, you're like, oh, you're breaking up. I, I do that to my mother all the time. Can't hear you, Mom. Uh, Mark, who I'm talking to, is the co-host. He's the executive producer. He is the webmaster, and he's the interior designer at the uh, Jillan Money Empire. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Please try to do something nice for someone else today. Our mantra here is curiosity, compassion, and community. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. 
If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.